Ho, ho, ho. Season's greetings and welcome from Elfie's World. This is the place where we try to bring you a little fun, pique your interest, and, you know, maybe, maybe even give you an opportunity to learn a thing or two about history. I am so glad you decided to join us. Now, today, we have a special edition of Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. It is a personal story brought to you from my own recollections. I hope you enjoy it. My name is Elfie Wolfram, and I hope you enjoy this presentation. It is episode number 54, and it is entitled, Santa Claus Revealed. So, kick back, relax, and enjoy. Every week for the past year, I've had the privilege of bringing to you some of the most unusual and fascinating stories. Uh, stories which, although amazingly true, often have not made it into the history books. However, as a tribute to this holiday season, I thought I would bring you a personal story from my very own past. Oh, it doesn't tell of any great accomplishment or monumental discovery or inordinate contribution to mankind. It really isn't even amazing. Instead, it's a true, gentle tale from a Christmas season long ago during my very early years as an actor. I dedicate this story to my late, beloved wife of 50 years, Irene. It was in the fall of 1970. I had just gotten married, and my new bride, Irene, and I had uh, moved to the Twin Cities. Now, in need of a temporary job before starting graduate school in January, I applied at the second largest department store in downtown Minneapolis, Donaldson's. I had read that they had an opening for a seasonal job in their Santa land. I was soon hired to help them build their Santa village and then be their head Santa Claus. Now, the day after Thanksgiving, I began enthralling children of all ages, from one to 101, as that jolly old elf from the North Pole. Now, even though I was only 28 years old at the time, with the aid of a beautiful red Santa suit, some <clears throat> appropriately placed padding, a marvelous beard and wig, and some carefully applied makeup, I soon began gaining popularity with the visiting Christmas shoppers. Now, before long, I was attracting as many adults as I was children, all wanting to have their photo taken sitting on Santa's lap and enjoying a brief chat with that jolly old elf in person. Now, in our modern age, most commercial Santas can be seen sitting in a wide open spaces of a huge mall, constantly in view of everyone. However, this Santa land was different. It was constructed in the Donaldson's seventh floor auditorium. A Santa village was built in the large hall and was populated with a million-dollar collection of antique dolls. At the end of the auditorium was a stage with a formal curtain. 
Now, instead of having Santa constantly in view for all to see, Santa's house was built on that stage where Santa was concealed from all except a few select visitors at a time. Eager viewers of Santa would line up and then be admitted through a decorative door, one by one, for a private audience with the old guy. Now, because I was totally concealed from anyone except the current visitor to Santa's house, as an actor, I was given the opportunity to, well, slightly vary my Santa character, depending on the age and personality of the individual who had come to see Santa. However, I never knew who the next visitor was until they stepped through that door. Now, having been married only a few months, my wife had, well, she'd never seen me perform, much less play Santa Claus. Eager to see what talents her new husband may have had, one afternoon she decided to pay me a visit. However, she also decided to keep her visit a secret, surprising me. <laughs> now, at the time, we were living in an apartment in Richfield, which was oh, about 15 miles from downtown Minneapolis. Now, this posed a bit of a problem for my young bride. I Irene had been born and raised in Homer, Nebraska, population 300. She wasn't used to driving in a big city such as Minneapolis. However, she was determined. And so, she got into her Ford Mustang and braved the unknown. So, what happened to my darling Irene on her first attempt to drive into the downtown of a major city? Was she successful in her desire to see her new husband, perform as Santa Claus. Well, <laughs> now, being of good Danish stock, Irene summoned up all her Scandinavian courage and headed for the heart of that huge city. Now, now to her great credit, she not only found her way to Donaldson's department store in downtown Minneapolis, well, she even found a place to safely park her beloved Mustang. So, with great anticipation, she made her way to the seventh-floor auditorium of Donaldson's. Now, the line to see Santa Claus that day, well, it was exceptionally long. However, Irene patiently waited her turn. While waiting, she was envisioning the look on the face of her new husband, when she walked through that door and sat down on his lap. Finally, her time had come. The door to Santa's house opened, and a cheery elf motioned her to come in and meet Santa in person. With a smile of anticipation on her face, she confidently marched through the door and sat herself down on Santa's lap. Then, suddenly, she, she let out a yell, saying, you, you, you don't have brown eyes! Whereupon she jumped off Santa's lap and scurried out the door. Now, now at that precise moment, I was in the dressing room behind the stage, taking my break 
while my assistant Santa was taking my place. As I was preparing to go back to work, my assistant Santa came backstage into our dressing room very excited and said, Oh, the, 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 the strangest thing just happened. A woman sat on my lap and then jumped up and ran off just because I didn't have brown eyes. Just then, Irene came through the dressing room door and he shouted, And there she is! Well, well, after a few quick introductions, we immediately solved the riddle of the brown eyes, and we all had a very good laugh. It is a story our family has cherished for years. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this personal tale of a long-ago holiday season. And remember, the next time you sit on Santa's lap, don't be startled if his eyes aren't the color that you expect. So, for all of us at Elfie's Amazing But True Tales, may I wish you a very happy holiday season, and may the new year bring you tales and adventures that are amazingly happy and joyously true. Well, there you have it. A special edition episode number 54 entitled Santa Claus Revealed. It's part of our weekly series entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, each week, we feel privileged to present for your enjoyment and edification a brand new audio story from our collection of Amazing But True Tales from History. Now, some of these narratives come from our book entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More. Now, listen, as a listener to this program, you are entitled to purchase autographed copies of our original book, Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More, at half the purchase price of $7.50. Oh, and that includes free shipping and handling anywhere in the United States. And what a present this could make. Now, for more information, merely go to elfiesworld.com. That's A-L-F-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D, elfiesworld.com, and click on Elfie the Writer for more information. And now, I would like to thank the following for helping to make this program possible. First, Garrett Wolfram, our technical producer and supervisor. The late Irene Wolfram, principal editor and provider of Sage Council. Expert publishing for their help in editing and publishing our book. Lucas Ganza Anna Waltz for the Parlor Guitar Magic Set. Herbert Bolin for his Piano Mood Happy Four. Ninad Simic for Piano Transition. And finally, the thousands of readers who have supported our efforts from the beginning.